This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound, brought to you by The Nephilist. I'm Ian Turner and my guests this week are Sam and Anton from The Snake Behaviour. But first, if you enjoy today's show, I'd love for you to subscribe. Head to gardenofsound.nz and right there on the front page are a host of subscription links to your favourite podcast providers. And over on the podcast page, you'll find all 160-odd Garden of Sound shows from the past four years, celebrating the music of Canterbury and further afield. Today, it's the other half of the snake behaviour. I spoke to Chris and Samuel many moons ago when Ragnarok was being unleashed, so it's only fair that I talked to longtime bassist Sam and fairly recently added guitarist Anton about their new album, how they found the heavy and the changing sound of TSB. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Sam and Anton from The Snake Behaviour on Plains FM 96.9. And a very good afternoon to Anton and Sam from The Snake Behaviour. Now, this is the first time that I have had uh, a band back, but at least it's two different people. So today it's the other side of the coin, because previously, when I had The Snake Behaviour on, it was Chris and Samuel. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start sort of probably closest to this date. A year and a half, Anton, you've been with a band? Close to that. Just a little bit longer, isn't it? Yeah, about a year and a half. Yeah, about a year and a half. And Sam, you've been with the band since its inception, or was it sort of like down the track? I think nearly eight years, which is like the the longest job I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) That is a pretty long time, and I'm sure a lot of water under the under the bridge. I'm going to kind of start backwards because normally I do start with you guys being young folks and getting into music. But what led to that moment eight years ago when Sam joined the Snake Behaviour? Um, I was actually <clears throat> living in Melbourne at the time, or just out of Melbourne, with my family, and I got a Facebook message from a mutual friend saying, hey, there's this Christchurch band looking for a bassist. Are you still playing? Do you want to audition? Mm. And I was a bit nervous because I, I mean, I've been playing bass for a long time, but not consistently. And so I was like, well, as long as they don't mind, I'm pretty rusty. Absolutely. I'll, I'll come along and see what happens. That seems like a massive jump to go from Melbourne <laughs> to come to Christchurch. So what was the linkage with Christchurch? So I'm from Christchurch. Yeah. And then I moved to Melbourne for, I guess, job opportunities yeah. that never quite eventuated. So ah. I was coming back anyway. Yeah. And it just lined up perfectly. That's a good time. And what about you, Anton? How did, um, how did life come about with TSB? Um, so the band, yes, yeah, the band, yeah. <laughs> do you ever, just briefly, do you ever get yeah. folks get confused? Call you up for a loan or something? Yeah. <laughs> Not quite, but there no. is TSB Corner in Nelson. Ah. The bank has big TSB yeah. Corner. We okay. took a photo there. It was nice. Cool. There we go. In yeah. your honour. So, yeah. how did how did your time come about? I saw them advertised on Facebook, and I'd been in bands a lot when I was younger, and I hadn't been active in bands for a while. Yeah. And since moving to Christchurch, I tried several times to join other bands, and it just t- kind of didn't really work out. Mm. And then I saw them advertise on Facebook, and I'm like, "Oh, I'll just give it a crack and yeah. to see how it goes." And that was okay. that was really it. And the rest is the rest is history. The rest is history. That's cool. How do you get on with the other guys? 
Yeah, pretty good, I think. Yeah. Well, I guess a so year far. and a half is pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Is that a long time for a guitarist in the band? Is there a competition? Is there, I don't know, are there, are there odds on how long the guitarists <laughs> last? Because I know that Sam, Samuel used to play uh, guitar in the band before moving to drums. Is that correct? Uh, I think he started in the band on drums, but uh-huh. just filling in. But uh-huh. he's a guitarist by trade. That's mm. it. Okay, yep. makes sense. All right. Well, let's take a let's take a trip down memory lane. I'll start off with you first. Music was there music at home growing up? Was there music in your life? A little bit. I I sort it out <laughs> if it wasn't already on. My mum would often just put the radio on in the background. Yeah, and it was like. More FM, so okay. like easy listening pop kind yep. of stuff. Yep. But then occasionally you'd get like the Goo Goo Dolls or okay. something moderately kind of a little bit heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, this is amazing. Yeah. I'd start taping it on my cassettes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was quite a lot of music around, but it wasn't necessarily a big part of, of my family mm. dynamic. Yeah. So when did you pick up the bass or were there other instruments prior to that? You know when you when you go to start high school and they're like, do you want to learn an instrument or whatever? Yeah. I was like, I want to learn the drums. Okay. And mum said no. She's okay. like, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> no. We're a more FM household. <laughs> right. It should be keyboard <laughs> or acoustic guitar. So then I was like, well, I don't want to play guitar because everybody does. Yeah. What else is cool? Yeah. Um, and I chose the bass. Okay. So um, I've been playing it since I was 12, almost 13. Okay. Yeah. Solid while now, nearly 18 years, yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah. Who were your idols sort of growing up? What year was it? Maybe 2003 or four, maybe? Elamino yep. P came out with Verona. Okay. Yep. And I was like, man, who's that chick? She's so cool. Yep. I want to be like her. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There aren't many like bassist role models in general, <laughs> except, you know, the obvious like Flea or whatever. I get, well, yeah. Musically, yes. Mm. Probably not role models, though. I don't know. It depends <laughs> on, you know. Till you start diving in and I'm like, man, James Jameson's badass and yeah. like all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but I would say actually Meredith Brooks, I think it was 97, came out with the song Bitch. Yes. And I yep. was like, she could say that on yep. Laurie Femme. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so I thought she was pretty awesome yeah. as well. Anton, what about you? What about growing up? Yeah. Well, we, we always had music in the house. Mostly like my mother. Like, my father wasn't that big into music. Um, so mo- mostly mum. It'd always be like Meatloaf and Bonnie Tyler and stuff like that. All my earliest memories, I just, list, I just associate that music with being young. Yeah. Like whenever I hear Meatloaf, I just remind, it takes me back to being like a kid or whatever. It's quite emotional. Um, I mean, they're full-on yeah, singers yeah. when you think about Total Eclipse of the Heart. That's a yeah. classic one. Um, and the others, I would do anything for love. I'm mm. not too familiar with, with Better Out of Hell. Okay, so the music, we've got the emotion and so on. Uh, do you sing? I'd like to, but I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I try. Not yeah. well. Okay. Um, no, uh, and, Can and you I think shout? Was, yeah. Yeah, so that, that, was, that was probably why I gravitated towards uh, playing instruments. Cause yeah. I, try, I tried. When, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a singer. And I, I realized, I, I actually, think when I, was, I remember when I was probably about eight, my parents bought me this um, recorder thing. You could, like, record your voice with it. Yeah, yep. And, and it was probably a hint that I couldn't sing. And so, <laughs> so, so I would record my voice singing. Yeah. I put a headphones on and I play a song and sing along to it. And I yeah. listen to it back to it afterwards. And I go, oh, maybe <laughs> I shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, at least a critical ear growing up. That's that's important. Yeah. So when was the first time an instrument sort of came into your hands? So I actually first started playing guitar when I was six. Okay. Um, started doing lessons. And then I didn't like my guitar teachers. I gave it up. I didn't touch any instruments for a while. And then when I was at Intermediate, I started playing keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played that until I was... 
about 15 okay. about 14 15 it's like this is a decent this, 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 this um, isn't actually cool anymore yeah and then started playing guitar again and yeah. okay um and what sort of um bands when the guitar came back along what were you listening to a lot of punk mm-hmm. and a lot of like thrash metal and stuff as well and um and kind of old school metal a lot of iron maiden okay a mix of iron maiden and the ramones and stuff like that and how did that find its way to your ears who influenced you a lot of people in my family used to listen to that kind of music yeah. as well, so probably a bit of influence from that. But then also a lot from video games, like okay. the old Tony Hawk's games. I, I, okay. I, would, I would hear. Mm. I, I think the first time I heard Iron Maiden and you was on, like consciously heard Iron Maiden yep. was on one of the Tony Hawk's games. I'm yep. like, who the hell is that? And then yep. I need to hear who that is again, and then I'd go back and research and find the bands and buy albums and <laughs> download was, from LimeWire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, LimeWire. Oh, those are the days. Um, was there any Guitar Hero in your your households yes it was yeah. I, I was i've always been terrible at it yeah i just, I just can't play it It doesn't yeah. really translate to playing guitar no no no, no. no. Just just ma- mashing buttons yeah That's, although yeah. rhythm games are like my kind of hidden talent okay yeah <laughs> or the dancey type ones at the um the amusement the parlors keyboard oh ones. okay okay <laughs> yeah so i i always really wanted to play guitar hero yeah and my um friend and intermediate had it and that was cool um so i got to play occasionally but my my family was big on sing star if i'm honest yeah okay that <laughs> yeah. was a good time as well there was some yeah, some yeah we, 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 we play a lot of things yeah too. so what about um what about band uh, opportunities as a young person or growing up let's say in your teenage years was there any kind of rock quest thing when did you head over to melbourne 2012 2012 2012 i think okay right so in your high school years, at least, you're in Christchurch. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and did you do Rock Quest? I, I tried to start a band. All we ever did was hang out and never really wrote any songs. Mm. Um, truth be told, the name of that band actually was Sleeping in Sinai, <laughs> which got repurposed, and we'll hear about that later. Okay, <laughs> um, right. That's sort of where that concept started. Yeah. But um, I was in the school rock band, and we were never organised enough to actually make yeah. it to Rock Quest, unfortunately. Mm. That's a big thing. What about you, Anton? Um, Are you yeah. a Christchurch person? No, I was, so I was born no. and raised in Nelson. Of course, yeah. yes. Um, same as Chris? Yeah. yeah. Yes, okay. Same as Chris, yeah. Okay. I, I think Chris used to work for my older sister. Oh, there you go. First choice. So. <laughs> it's a small world. <laughs> it, it is, it is. So um, may I ask which uh, which college or which educational institution uh, Nelson, you attended? Nelson Boys College. Nelson Boys, yeah. okay. And what was the music scene like there for you growing um, up? So I didn't really get into bands until I left high school. Yeah. Um, I had one band. It wasn't, well, it wasn't really a band, it was just bunch of guys and most of them were like twice my age yep and one of them was a friend of my uncle's and he had a garage of all this gear set up and i'd go there and jam with them and then sometimes he'd have a party and people yep. would come and would just kind of make stuff up on the spot yeah just do that and just kind of have fun oh fantastic um so it was my first experience kind of playing in a band and then just bit of doing like open mic nights so there's okay. a um place a liquid bar and Nelson they do this mm-hmm. like jam night every wednesday and thursday night i spent most of my like from 19 to 24 there okay Every yep. Wednesday and Thursday night, have a couple of beers and yep. jump up on stage Fantastic. and play with people, and yeah. um, which is a great way to kind of network and meet other musicians too. Yeah. Um, and then got into a band there. We lasted a couple of years and was went went pretty well. And then we just kind of went our separate ways. And um, like most of us, started having kids, and it just became yeah. a bit too hard to maintain. <laughs> was there ever a point where you thought, okay, I'm going to go for it, and I'm really going to try hard and I'm going to, you know, do this band thing full time. It's going to be my, my income and my life. Was that the, was that the desire at any point? Yes. 
not long after I joined the snake behavior, um, we had a different guitarist at the time who just shreds. Um, and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to get really good, really fast. (laughs) And also this is so much fun. I want to basically make the most of it. And so I decided to um, go to jazz school or our music arts, they call it now. Basically just dove straight into trying to um, basically grow the band and grow as a musician and get better at my instrument. So (laughs) I guess it was when I decided to go to jazz school, which was um, quite a controversial point. (laughs) Okay, why controversial? I guess my family, my partner, my friends were like, okay, but then what? Like, what do you do with a Bachelor of Music? Yeah. Um, So you finished, obviously. Well, almost. Almost. Okay. (laughs) One paper to go. Okay. No, I feel feel where you're coming from (laughs) in that respect. What what have you gained from that experience, though? So much. A huge amount of knowledge, obviously, um, but also just kind of general musicianship, networking, um, learning how to write songs. Yeah lyrics and stuff specifically as well yeah. um the technical side with um live sound and recorded yep. sound yep. just so much that i can't even put it in a nutshell it's, yeah. it's invaluable really if it wasn't going to be sort of music or uh being a developer any other aspirations for you uh so when i left high school i dropped out and i had this idea i was either going to be a rock star or a pro skater <laughs> um <laughs> Thank you, Tony Hawks. Why not both? <laughs> yeah, no, or, or both. Preferably, preferably both. Skate punk. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That, that, that was that was the the, the cusp of my uh, my my my, when it all my, went my, my, my life goals. Um, <laughs> and what sort of did something bring you back to earth, or uh, having kids? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. The, the great um, leveler. Yeah, yeah. Can't Can't be serious. Yeah. Real job. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And how do you find this? I know this is a very long. Actually, no. I'm going to ask you that in the um the second section of the show because it is time for some music, which is one of the most important parts. Apart from talking to you, beautiful people, we're going to hear a track by Shihad. Mm-hmm. And you say that because I've been watching the 1983 David Lynch version of Dune uh, recently, which is one of my all time favorite films. What song from um what song from John of the Boys are we going to hear? <laughs> uh, we've gone for General Electric. Okay. Why this particular track? Because it's, it's awesome. It yeah. slaps. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it slaps. That's very true. Um, you guys must have seen she had play a bit. Sadly, not not in person. Ah, that's no good. No, okay. I, 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 I haven't seen him live, but I have had a beer of John Duke. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was at a, at a Radio Haraki event thing, and he was doing DJ, and I was sat down and had a beer with him. It was pretty pretty cool. Yeah. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Good character. <laughs> All right, here we are. This is Shihad with the General Electric. But you don't care, you got a mask 
This is the Garden of Sound interview with the Snake Behaviour on Plains FM 96.9. Um, Anton, I'll kick off with you. Uh, first big blow-your-mind gig. First big one was uh, Rock to Wellington in 2008. Okay, tell me more. With, um, Alice Cooper and Kiss and oh, Ozzy Osbourne and Whitesnake. Fantastic. Yeah, it was awesome. So um, much hair. Yeah. <laughs> was there a takeaway track? Best band for me that whole over that weekend was probably Whitesnake, which surprised me. Really? I wasn't really a Whitesnake fan when I went there. Yeah. Um, but they were, they, were, they were just awesome life. They just put on a fantastic show. Yeah. Um, and just like loved it, so... Yeah. I guess all of them consummate professionals, at least. You know, they yeah, know, yeah. They know how to do it. Oh, that sounds amazing. Sam, what about you? What was your first concert? I think it probably falls more in the gig category than concert yep. category, but there used to be a venue kind of right on the square called Discovery. Okay. I think it might have been around 2005 or six. It was all ages. Okay. Um, ah. And the Bleeders played. Ah, okay. And I was in the front row. Yep. I like destroyed my neck because I was I was like there was kind of my first opportunity to really like let loose yep. and my first kind of live music experience in that sort of sense. Yeah. Um so I went crazy and yeah. I kind of just wanted more since then really. Okay. Yeah, just it was amazing. Anything from those shows that you guys have taken away for yourselves in terms of uh performance or production? I'd say maybe the only thing which we haven't done so much of yet but what i would like to do is um more kind of all ages shows yeah um because we really need to get the kids involved you know kids these days oh my gosh we really need to get younger people involved um otherwise i guess maybe their first gig experience might be at a bar and it might be quite intimidating and Mm. there's all these guys with tattoos or girls with tattoos and you know black long hair and ripped jeans or whatever it might be kind (laughs) of scary (laughs) yeah um but if we kind of like ease them into it when they're young yeah okay (laughs) The gateway gig. Yes. <laughs> Anything from that uh, 2008? Um, probably the desire to use pyrotechnics in our gigs. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you guys are big on the on the show. The, Absolutely. The, yeah. the presentation, just from what I've heard from Chris, at least in the way that you guys go out there. Uh, and the time since you've been with the band, which has been primarily through lockdown, <laughs> any memorable gig or any sort of, top gig for you guys in the last year and a half um i think i, I quite enjoyed our last one that was pretty that was quite a bit of fun where was that it was awesome. um that was at the embankment and what was what was great about it uh is it the vibe because it was, the it was, embankment it was, has a... it was just a good vibe yep like, it, it was it, it just felt good I super enjoyed myself the whole way through it and yeah and i guess a very sort of supportive crowd That's i imagine it. they yeah. love it yeah yeah, the other bands are always super supportive as well. And yeah. they'll, mm. you know, they'll stand there in the crowd and, and watch and then give feedback. And we try and do the same where we can. And yeah. so it's um, lots of bouncing off each other and yeah. kind of talking each other up as well, which cool. just feels yeah. really nice. Yep. <laughs> Conversely, um, I, I'm going to ask across your eight years experience, worst gig you've played with a snake behavior? There have been some bad ones. Um, not necessarily our playing, of but the not. kind of circumstances. Oh, you, you're amazing I mean, always. <laughs> We've had our, our good and our bad moments on stage, don't yeah. get me wrong. Like yeah, I started yeah. one song in the wrong tuning. That was embarrassing. It's normal. Um, <laughs> but I'd say even though it was really cool, um, we did play at uh, the Rangiora Zombie Run a couple of years ago. Okay, yeah. And the only reason that it's it's not my favorite is because it was super sunny. We were playing on the back of a truck 
And we were just basically melting in the heat oh, yeah. and couldn't really see or hear anything. Okay. <laughs> so just torture. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the vibe was awesome. The other yeah. bands were great. Yeah. Um, but just the experience of kind of melting in the sun okay. and being a bit blinded. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So sunscreen around. Uh, <laughs> you guys didn't dress as um, zombies. Did you? No. Not as not as such, but um, there was some fake blood thrown around. Oh, cool. Okay, well, it makes every snake behaviour gig. Um, just bring a vial or two uh, with you, not the real stuff, obviously. That's, <laughs> that's frowned upon. It is time for some music, um, and we're going to hear a track from a group called Scary Kids Scaring Kids. <laughs> what's the What's the track called? It's called Snake Devil. Snake Devil. Quite fitting. <laughs> okay. What's What's it about? Um. Well, I guess it's about a. a a manipulative lady, but really it's all about the riffs and the chugs and, okay. <laughs> and the solos. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, the riffs and the chugs and the solos. <laughs> this is Snake Devil from Scary Kids Scaring Kids. <laughs> Just 
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Snake Behaviour on Plains FM 96.9. At the end of this section, we're going to be hearing Sleeping in Cyanide, which is one of your most recently released pieces of material. However, I seem to remember that there was a band also called Sleeping in Cyanide many years back. How did that whole name songwriting thing come about? How was that repurposed? So I was in the, I guess I was in the height of my <laughs> emo phase as it was, although it wasn't a phase, mum. This is who I am. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, I just kind of was also really into poetry at the time and, yeah. and alliteration and putting cool words together. And honestly, it was just such a cool, like, kind of um, collection of words. I didn't want it to never see the light of day. Okay. So I offered it up to the band and they ate it up. Yeah. <laughs> Just like mini apples, <laughs> I guess. It's all kind of got a snaky kind of feel, doesn't it? Garden of Eden kind of thing going mm. along. You've played on this track? No, not on the version currently out. Ah, no. okay. You've no. played this track live? Yes. What do you What do you like about sleep? What do you like about sleeping in cyanide? <laughs> it's how I feel it's in the like, morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, restful. Yeah. So it's kind of a song that's right up my alley because it's just kind of fast paced and just go the yep. whole time and just chaotic okay so that's just kind of me yep. as a person so. <laughs> yeah yeah and i presume kids keep you on your toes as well yeah, yeah. definitely do you think you'll be um uh, sending them off to heavy camp to i can't <laughs> think of how to describe the music how do you describe your music what's the what box can we put it in today oh that's a really hard question yeah i generally go with hard rock or heavy rock yeah but i've heard it being called petal like punk and metal. That's brilliant. Together. I really like that. It's, <laughs> it's quite visual as well. Um, I don't know how old the kids are. Any musical kind of aspirations or interest? Oh, there? yeah, definitely. My, my oldest, he he um, he started playing guitar. He's eight years old yep. now. So I've been, I've been trying to teach him, but I don't have the patience. I need to get a proper yeah. teacher. Okay. Um, <laughs> and this is how we go drop D. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And yeah, that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Just go drop D and just punch it. And just then, that. And then you're, you're sweet. That's and then you you're do. away. <laughs> um, where, was this, where was this track recorded, Sam? It was recorded in our um, band shed, basically yep. Samuel's Garage. Yep. Um, it's a lovely place. It is. Yeah. It's, a, it's our little studio, a madhouse yep. studio. Yeah. And we basically, we did it, this um, this particular version of Sleeping in Cyanide, we did it track by track, yep. um, kind of instrument by instrument, Okay. and stuck it together. It was also a little bit over a lockdown, so I, I might have actually done my bass track in my bedroom and sent it over to Samuel. <laughs> yeah, okay. So what do you prefer, playing as a band when you're recording all together or, you know, the, the piecemeal kind of thing? What works for you? I think I prefer to play kind of live as a band yeah. um, because it's way more efficient. Yeah. And it also captures our sound a lot mm. better. Yeah. Um, I think before we actually um, tried d recording that way, I would have said that I like to do it track by track so that I can really perfect what I'm doing. But I've learned um, through experience that it's not necessarily about being perfect. It's about kind of feeling something. And it's really hard to get emotionally or like fully involved or invested in what you're playing if you're just sitting alone yeah, <laughs> on a no, chair. Yeah, true. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so it's way better altogether. Um, how has the quality of the production changed over those, those eight years? Dramatically, I would say just in terms of um, we've got ourselves an excellent sound guy yeah. um, who does all of our kind of post 
scratch yep. sort of stuff for us. Yeah. Uh, mixing and mastering. And yeah. basically as soon as we got him on board, the, the quality just, yeah, escalated. Mm. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, um, let's hear it. This uh, released not long ago uh, from the snake behavior. This is Sleeping in Cyanide. This is the Garden of Sound interview with the Snake Behaviour on Plains FM 96.9. We just heard Sleeping in Cyanide, um, which is a a fantastic track, and it's one of the most recently released pieces of work from you guys, which is exciting. But there's more to come very soon. Who wants to tell me about the new new bits? Anton. uh, So we're we're full swing in recording a new album at the moment. has it got a name yet, or does that come last? It does have a name. Okay, uh, what's it euthanize. called? Euthanize. Okay, yep. excellent. With Spelt the youth, youth at the front. Euthanize. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I think so far it sounds like it's pretty just full on and just kind of go. Balls to the and wall. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty pretty intense and chaotic and just kind of, yeah. So we're trying to make it sound as just 
good, but as bad as possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Reckless in okay. a good way. Yeah, like, okay. like filthy in a way that a baseline is filthy. Nice. <laughs> Are you trying anything new on the album? A little bit in that, um, at least since we released the last album, I think my my bass playing and writing skills have, have come quite a ways. Yeah. And so I'm trying to incorporate a little bit of funk into what I'm playing, okay. but in drop tuning. So it's quite oh, interesting wow. how that's going. Okay. But I'm, in, I'm enjoying it for sure. I was going to ask, how does the petal sound <laughs> uh, marry up with your um, music arts sensibilities? How much jazz is there in the contemporary course? Basically none. none. So the okay. jazz stream and the contemporary stream are fairly separate in their curriculum. Yep. Um, but in terms of contemporary, it's just everything that's not jazz. Okay. So occasionally we would get some rock or heavier songs that we had to play yep. as well. Yep. Um, I was in the Uber rock band um, a couple of times. And that was, you know, like your, your queen and okay. all of your big stadium yep. rock kind of yep. stuff. Um, but also I think they're, they're kind of starting to really al- allow people to explore whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it certainly wasn't the only kind of metal or rock yep. uh, basis even, let alone the only metal or rock musician there. Yeah. Yeah. So we were able to kind of build on what we want or take what we want to apply to what we, we're doing ourselves as yeah. well. Anyone you still keep in touch with from uh, from Ara? Not necessarily for music collaborations, but just because yeah. they're really awesome people. Yeah. Um, so there's um, Miranda Easton, who actually does like country singer-songwriter stuff. Yep. And she is just the coolest and the most amazing and sweetest person ever. So we still keep in touch a bit, although not as much as I'd, I'd like because yeah. life gets in the way. But yeah. Um, for sure, I would so, never forget about Miranda. No, so no collabs, <laughs> no collaborations sort of coming up between the two of you. I don't necessarily think so. Although there was a, a brief stint um, with a, another band called Angelfish, and they're a, a children's band. Yeah. Um, and so I was doing some stuff with Angelfish for a while, which was honestly so cool. Yeah. Like you get to dress up as a dinosaur and just play Amazing. bass to a bunch of kids. <laughs> it okay. was pretty awesome. Yeah. Anton, <laughs> if you could dress up uh, while you're on stage, what would you do, what would you dress up as? Depends on the audience. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Like how naked would you <laughs> be? Okay. There Depends you on the audience. <laughs> and what size sock you have. <laughs> when, um, when can we expect the new album? When can we expect Euthanize on shelves or in the internet <laughs> all good streaming platforms all good, yeah exactly <laughs> that thing um winter yeah i think yeah. the plan is plan is winter yep and that's fairly broad for a reason yeah because yeah. <laughs> no. it depends on everybody's schedule as well as what's happening with the world and the country yeah and yeah. yeah when we can get stuff done um would it be desirable to um to tour far and wide at least in, in new zealand yeah absolutely ideally yeah. Yep. have you got places sort of like lined up that you know we would go down a treat. Uh, we've got some um, band friends in Auckland yep. who are always saying they'd be super happy to play with us. And I just, uh, it's fire for glory. And they are incredible. So yeah. I'm super keen to play with them again. Yeah. Um, but honestly, Timaru has such a scene. Everybody comes out. Tell me, what, where, where, do, where do people play in Timaru? Don't even remember what it was called. Okay. But we played there twice. It is that exclusive. <laughs> it's because when you're on tour, it all, it it all blurs, blurs together. Into one. There <laughs> yeah. we go. We're going to come back with the snake behavior very soon. We're going to go and uh, pay some bills and we're going to play mini quiz. 
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Sam and Anton from The Snake Behaviour on Plains FM 96.9. There's only one way to settle this. There is another way. Visit midiquiz.com and see how your general knowledge stacks up against friends, family and Darren down the road. It's free and a great way to get you ready for the big leagues. Visit miniquiz.com now. That's M-I-N-I-Q-W-I-Z.com and show everyone who the quizzed in your neighbourhood really is. Miniquiz.com. Start small and do them all. This is the Garden of Sound interview with the Snake Behaviour on Plains FM 96.9 and we're going to play mini quiz. I have 10 questions for you. Um, Maybe to your benefit to have two people or you may bicker relentlessly and fail dismally. All right, uh, if you don't know the answer, just say pass. Anton and Sam, the Snake Behaviour, your time starts now. Which song by Blur includes the lyrics It's got nothing to do with your Vorsprung Dirch Technik? Country House? What's the name of the Australian band that released Run to Paradise in 1987? You know it, don't you? you just is don't. Dragon Kiwi? Dragon or Australian? Australian. Mm-hmm. Um, pass. Yeah, pass. Which singer released an album called Pure Heroin in 2013? Lord. Who performed the 1991 best-selling single entitled Everything I Do, I Do It For You? Brian Adams. Which musician had a hit entitled Love is a Battlefield? Bonnie Tyler? Which Jamaican rapper released Boombastic in 1995? Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> Which ACDC song from 1979 begins with Living Easy, Living Free? Highway to Hell? Which New Zealand band released the 1982 album entitled Cool Bananas? Ooh. Ooh. That's a pass. On pass. That. Okay, your time is up. You've done not too badly. All right. Um, it's got nothing to do with your Vorsprung Dirch Technik. Park life. Park life? No. I'll put a cross next to that. <laughs> um, run to Paradise, the choir boys. Would not have got that, eh? But I know the song. Lord, well done. Brian Adams, well done. Uh, love is a Battlefield, Pat Benatar. Of course it was. Yes. Yeah. We'll put a cross next to that one. Um, Shaggy with Boombastic. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Highway to Hell. Well done, I think you said that. Yep. Yes, we did say that. And the last one, Cool Bananas, was released by DD Smash. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, there we go. That Four. That's pretty good. That's You Are Middling. That's <laughs> good. We've had some ones and zeros. Yep. Uh, our top is nine. Wow. So they go nine out of ten. Impressive. They creamed it. So Euthanize comes out. The world opens up. New Zealand is exposed to the glory of said album. Um, what from there? Is there anything different that you guys want to do? Do we just keep releasing music? Do we do we turn it into a stage show? Do we run a snake behaviour festival? I don't know. Do we open a, a candy store? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's the what's something you really want to do, Anton? Obviously, keep making music. Yep. That's where the passion is. Yeah. What, what I love doing. Yep. Um, but to hard question to answer. Um, Are you giving back? Just to yeah. Encouraging. Are you mentoring? Yeah. yeah um, that, that would be amazing if we could talking about big dreams. You could influence somebody else. Yeah. Musically, that's incredible. Amazing. That would be that would be great. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely keep making music and keep doing gigs. Keep trying to ramp up the gigs and 
get bigger and better and just yeah yeah just just enjoy it and have fun so that goes sam i think um building on our our stage show as it were yeah um would definitely be really cool of course touring but yeah. i'd really like if we can to get over to Australia so that um, my family over there can come and see us play because yeah. my dad's like number one fan yeah. <laughs> and I know he really wants to see us play. So yeah. that's a, a mid to long term goal or even sooner would be great. So what do you need to make that happen? Um, probably, if I'm honest, funding. Funding. Yeah. Yep. Big thing there. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have plenty of um, Snake Behaviour merch coming out with Euthanize. That's the idea, yep. for sure. Nice. Another That's round it. of yep. T-shirts and whatnot, and That's plus some other things. Yeah. We've got time for one more piece of music, and it's from CKY. Uh, Escape from Hellview. Yes. I think I played that level. So one with the nurses <laughs> who are just, you know, covered in blood and, you know, no yeah. arms and stuff. Um, tell me about the band. Tell me about this particular track, Anton. Uh, yeah, so for me, CKY was like a huge influence on me as growing up, especially getting to music and stuff. Um it kind of came from being like a skateboarder and that because they were because the, the so the drummer is the brother of Bam Majera. Okay. So he's obviously a famous skateboarder. So yes. So I kind of found out about them, and yeah, that is for me have always been a big influence on my kind of style and everything with music. So yeah, yeah. Guys, thanks so much for coming along. It's been it's been wicked to chat to the other half of the snake behaviour. Thank you for having, Thank you for having us. us. Yeah, it's an honour. It's been great.
Time for my track of the week, and it's from a group of young guys out of Wanaka. They're called Powder Shoots, and I'm thinking it's a snow reference. This is their latest single, Blind. I don't know why you don't like the way I talk. Looks as if you didn't like me right from the start I don't even know why you act this way around me You're so shy Tell me baby, please tell me why We're starting to talk, we're starting to lie We're starting to live, we all slowly die I don't even know why
Thanks for joining me today on Garden of Sound and thanks to Anton and Sam for coming over and spinning some yarns. If you want to find out more about the snake behaviour, head to gardenofsound.nz and click on their photo on the front page. On the next show, I talk to Al Park about his upcoming record, Pony. I'm Ian Turner, and this has been Garden of Sound. Until next week, keep well, keep listening, and keep playing. E nohura. just going to destroy everything so we're just going to continue <laughs> on you guys are doing great by the way thank you excellent um it's, it's very free very much uh, i'm always thinking what do people want to hear about what do they want to know it's like the stuff that you don't get in the bio as it were mm. Mm. we played to seven thousand people in reno and then you know <laughs> we sold 50 million you know across the fiscal year or whatever it is great fantastic <laughs> i want i want raw emotion and so on um what do you hate? That's just stupid. Okay, here we go. 